presented by TikTok. How's it going, Playbookers? I'm Rogu Manavalin. The vice president is in Africa this week, plus Israel faces a crisis. Here's what we're watching on Monday, March 27th. Just breaking overnight, First Citizens by Silicon Valley Bank after run on Lender. As Bloomberg writes, the rally, North Carolina-based bank, entered into a purchase and assumption agreement for all deposits and loans of SVB. The deal includes the purchase of about $72 billion in SVB assets at a discount of $16.5 billion. The White House weighed in last night on the escalating unrest in Israel over Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's highly controversial plan to overhaul the nation's justice system and defaying its powerful Supreme Court. NSC spokesperson Adrian Watson said that there is an urgent need for compromise. That statement comes after a new round of street protests broke out Sunday following Netanyahu's decision to fire his defense minister, who broke with the court plan. Watson added, Democratic societies are strengthened by checks and balances, and fundamental changes to a democratic system should be pursued with the broadest possible base of popular support. We continue to strongly urge Israeli leaders to find a compromise as soon as possible. Overnight, Israeli President Isaac Herzog pleaded with Netanyahu to halt the legislation, which is on track for passage this week if the right-wing coalition behind it stays intact. Trade unions launched a general strike, Tel Aviv airport halted departing flights, and universities have closed amid reports in Israeli media that Netanyahu is on the cusp of backing down. Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels is in Africa this week, following along with Vice President Kamala Harris kicking off her seven-day mission through the continent. And he's here for a debrief with Playbook editor Mike DeBonis. Introduce yourself, say who you are, tell the people who we're talking to. I'm Playbook editor Mike DeBonis, and I'm here with Playbook author Eugene Daniels. Eugene, where are you joining us from this morning? Hello, everyone. I am in Accra, Ghana. I'm with Vice President Harris. Um, she's doing a week-long trip to the continent, Ghana, Zambia, and Tanzania. And we are in kind of day one of, of the trip. Day one of Vice President Kamala Harris's diplomatic mission to Africa. Tell me, Eugene, why is she uh, in Africa, specifically in Ghana today? And uh, what is she hoping to accomplish? You know, there's a couple of reasons why. She's the the crux of why she here is because the administration is trying to change the way that the United States deals with, communicates with, um, trades with, partners with countries in Africa. So that's one. In the U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit in December, the president and all the other officials that were there, they all were there, basically made a promise that the United States was no longer going to see the African countries as charity cases, which has been a critique of how the United States has approached the continent. They were going to be real full partners, the African countries in the United States, that this was not going, that this was going to change. So they made these promises that there's going to be trips. So Harris is the actually the fifth, you know, senior top Biden official to visit the continent this year over the last three months since that December trip. We had UN Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, Jenna Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, First Lady Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. President Biden will be coming here at some point um, during the year, administration officials tell us. 
And so this is them saying to these countries, we meant what we said in those meetings and also undergirding all of this as a lot of the things that the United States is doing right now. Part of this is about countering China, who kind of has um, a grip on many of the countries in this um, on this continent because they've been investing for, for decades with kind of no United States um, cut to counter them. Right. This is what the White House uh, likes to talk about as great power competition, right? Uh, we are <laughs> exactly. we are in competition with China and uh, part of competing means showing up, right? And, uh, you know, what have you heard, uh, you know, Harris say, I, I, I know we're very early in this trip, but uh, yeah. just in, in, in the run up to this, you know, what has she said and what are we expecting her to say uh, just on that point specifically? Yeah, I mean, she she has talked about the ways that this feels like it's going to be different for the United States, right? She talks uh, so sometimes if you if you cover Vice President Harris long enough, you start to realize that um, she often will become um, very obsessed and will use a lot um, a really good um, what they would consider like a really good anecdote, a really good um, piece of measurement, and the one that she continues to say and focus on is noting that the median age of Africans on the continent, now this is on the continent, is 19 years old. The median age is 19 years old. And over the next 25 years, experts say that we're expecting one-fourth of the human population to live on the continent of Africa. And so she's focused on that a lot, right? She's talked about how um, that gives us insight into what kind of growth opportunities there are, what the innovation possibilities are. And, you know, talking about it as being she, in, in the welcome today, she said, um, I see in all of that great opportunity, not only for the people of this continent, but for the world, right? And so that is her already telling the people in this continent and the rest of the planet that, hey, we are viewing this as a kind of forward-looking um, one of the... one. Official called it an affirming view of this continent to change the way that that's happening. You know, we had these other trips, but those other folks didn't really come with much, right? Like they didn't right. come to make a bunch of announcements. Harris is going to make a bunch of announce announcements yeah. while she's here. We have no idea what they are, but these are investments. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, trust us, we've been asking. But like, you know, she's going to be talking about these public-private sector investments. Um, so she's not coming empty-handed, but also kind of. Um, trying to change the narrative about how Americans see this continent so that more businesses are actually willing to invest. She doesn't want the continent to be seen as the, you know, the place where of a famine and, and, and coup d'etats and all of that, right? That is something that has, um, permeated in, in the, uh, around the world. And that's something that the United States will have to fight. Otherwise, Businesses aren't going to come here if they don't feel like it's a good place to put their money. And that's just that that's um, the, the way it is in, with American businesses. Right. So as you mentioned, you know, China has been investing their case to the continent seems to be like, you know, the West has paid lip service to, to your relationship and never right. actually done much to uh, actually create the economic uh, connections that are going to improve the lives of Africans. So there's there's a big sort of onus and expectation on her to announce something you know meaningful is that i mean it's fair to say 
Yeah, no, I think that's fair to say. I, you know, when I talked to a bunch of experts, obviously, as um, I got ready for this trip and, and working on this story and, and the story and playbook. But, you know, they say she's not going to erase decades of <laughs> a lack of partnership, a real partnership with African countries in just one week trip. But what this will do is give the leaders of these countries something to watch for. They will be looking for cues that the U.S. is more than just talk this time around, that not only are they bringing all of these things, but also they don't want to hear these leaders, they don't want to hear the United States talk about how the the reason that they're investing in countries in Africa is because they're countering China. Now, we all know that that's the case, right? We all know that that is a large part of why they're doing this. But they this administration um, has been very uh, consistent in saying, you know, this is only about African countries. This is about the future because of how much opportunity there is here. Um, but at the same time, we all know that. But she can't say that. So there's so much pressure on her and the administration on this trip. And I think they feel it, right? Like as we've been kind of around and, you know, I, I flew on Air Force Two with her. Um, humble brag. Flew on Air Force Two with her. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, you, you spend a lot of time with staffers. You know, we're here. We're getting drinks with staffers. We're in cars, waiting, running around. And you can feel kind of like an excitement and a very, you know, in a, in a seriousness, right? They feel the pressure of this trip, despite being the fifth, being the one that is really kicking off for these countries, what this relationship could look like. And every expert I talked to said that, you know, the choice of Ghana, Zambia, and Tanzania gives her an opportunity to talk about economics, politics, and also culture, right? And that is that the, that last piece will be will help her to kind of start to change the narrative around Africa as a place that isn't just that is that also has things to give to the world, not just um, to gain to get from the world. Eugene, uh, I must ask you, um, having been a veteran now of flying on both Air Force One and Air Force Two, how does the <laughs> in-flight experience on Air Force Two compare? To you know, Air I Force mean, <laughs> there's nothing like the original, right? Um, so we'll have to go with Air Force One. However, the it's it's nice either way. You know, I fly coach when I travel, and so it's like all of the seats are first class. They give you a lot of food. The food's not always great. Um, but I will also say, do they on have Air the Force custom- 2, there's no alcohol. So the one time, I, I flew Air Force <laughs> 1 uh, once, uh, and I it was during the day I did not partake. I didn't even realize alcohol was available. So <laughs> shame on me. But do they have that, the custom M&Ms is the question. They do not. Those are an Air Force 1, apparently an Air Force 1 only um, gift. is the uh, the. There's none of that. None of that. There's nothing. No candy. They 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 came and brought around like a bowl of like, you know, sad little candies, but no, nothing, no, nothing that said president or vice president of the United States on it. Very sad day for America. Well, you're going to have to find me another trinket to bring back from your trip, Eugene. Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on my shopping list once I get into the markets in Ghana. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Eugene Daniels from Accra, Ghana. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 2.30 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will host the SBA Women's Business Summit in the East Room. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar as she travels through Ghana. 
At 7.15 a.m., the vice president will have a bilateral meeting with Ghanaian President Nana Akufo-Addo at the Jubilee House. At 8.40, Harris and Akufo-Addo will hold a joint press conference. At 3.30, Harris and the second gentleman will attend a state banquet hosted by Akufo-Addo. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up the resolution to repeal the authorizations for use of military force against Iraq, with the cloture vote at 5.30. The House will meet at noon and will take up several bills at 2 p.m. The Rules Committee will take up the Big Energy Bill, H.R. 1, at 3 p.m. Here's what else to circle on your calendar. Today, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie hold town hall events in New Hampshire. On Tuesday, the president travels to Durham, North Carolina to promote his economic agenda. On Wednesday, former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz testifies before the Senate Help Committee. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas appears before House and Senate appropriators. On Thursday, the House Weaponization Panel holds its third hearing. And on Friday, the Bureau of Economic Analysis releases core inflation data for February. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm.